welcome to season two of the healing space a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal i am sensei raven akundayo and i am brandon harris williams and we are back we're back yeah it's that water it's in there is that what it is yeah (laughs) come on notes i'm not i'm not doing this people we're back come on we're in good voice because we're back and we're happy listen we had time to rest indeed rest rest. those vocals come Come on on. (laughs) so many different ways i almost went but it's fine (laughs) come on you can do that Fine. Listen, it's more than one way to heal, so There's it's more than one, one way, way to heal the throat too. I, this is not where I was going, of course. That's not where oh, I was going. But oh, it's fine. Scorpio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> so um, we know there's only one place you go. Now, when you go down that hallway, it's a thousand different doors you can enter. There we go. But yes, yeah, yes, enter a lot of doors. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> you did say you were tired today, so I, don't I, know. I am. I Maybe am. that's why. Okay then. Yeah, I need I need some some sleep, but um, <laughs> sleep is very very necessary right now. But <laughs> but I'm amped, and you know me. I don't usually get excited, but I'm excited that we're back. Say that for me one more time. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I know the misfits were not here. They're just listening. Right. I felt the house, the whole studio. <laughs> I felt everything move. I'm so done. There was a shift I'm so done. in the earth. <laughs> you said you were excited. Yeah, I'm not an easily excited person. Never. I can count maybe like I've known you for a few years. Maybe twice. <laughs> That's you've real. Been excited. That's so this real. might be time three, but I can't even remember what the other times were for. I actually, at least one of them probably had to do with the podcast. I'm certain. Uh, probably, probably certain. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It, it does not happen at all. No. Listen, I I missed our misfits. I did too. And I missed you. Uh. Listen, I didn't miss you, but that's fine. I missed the whatever. <laughs> did I see you? Did I see you at all until we started recording again? Nope, I don't think so. Nope. Wow, I stayed my black ass in making. <laughs> I did. I did. I think I came up. I came up to do something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was now. Try. Here we go. Listen, I want to see family in Birmingham. I mm-hmm. did that. Um, so we are we are we about to jump into? <laughs> no, I was just thinking like reasons what I had that come up at all. I don't know. We can jump there. We don't have to. I was well, this episode was one that happened mad organically. Yeah. So for this episode, as you guys were able to see, this is uh, love and politics, and I'm having a conversation with a dear friend of mine mm-hmm. who's also a politician. Come His on. name is Alex Deering, and I'm very happy to have him on the show. But it's really funny because I did the interview with him. Because he just so happened to be in town. So I was like, I want you on the podcast. Like, you know, let, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and talk about that. So I had had it set up that we were going to have the interview and uh, it was going to air in November. Mm-hmm. So I hit up BHW and I'm like, wow, it didn't even dawn on me that it's about to be the, the not only is it election time. But our very first episode is on election day, as you guys are listening right now. (laughs) So I was like, it would be great to be able to have that episode. What? Like, so organic. Come on. Love it. Love it. So this is the Healing Spaces way of being a part of the conversation. Ow. Yeah. So I wanted to have two conversations. Well, no, not 
one conversation and then the other. We're going to talk about what happened over the last month since we've been away. Okay. But the conversation I wanted to have was a little bit about politics. Okay. Um, and I'll just jump into that after we're done talking about our time away. <laughs> I'm following you. <laughs> I'm in the passenger seat today. It's fine. So, uh, I guess I'll start first okay. about what was going on with me while we were away. So, uh, it did not go as planned at all. Okay. If you guys remember from our last episode, our anniversary episode, I said that I needed to take some time away from my own mental health. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a laugh um, because we left for the past month and nothing went the way that it should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the, the biggest thing being I lost my sister during that time. And she, uh, out of respect for my family, I won't mention just yet how she left this uh, this plane of existence. But just know later on down the road, I plan to have an extensive conversation about it. But she is no longer with us, and that hit my family and I pretty hard. Also, I've continued to battle my depression and anxiety, doing my best to you know come up out of that. But yeah, so October was pretty rough. October was pretty rough, I'm not gonna lie. And I realized just how much I miss you guys and how much of an outlet THS is for me. Mm-hmm. Very, very much. Um, it becomes a little a little much with the editing. <laughs> but outside of the editing, I love being able to do this with BHW, having these conversations with you guys, talking online, doing the lives. It's been great. Uh, it felt good to go home, even though it was for sad reasons initially. It felt good to go home uh, for two weeks in October to see my family. I felt closer to my family than I have in a really long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, My niece had a baby and I hadn't had a chance to meet little Dylan yet. So I got to meet Dylan and that was really awesome. Um, Much love to him because he was supposed to be a Scorpio, but he ended up being a Leo. But, you know, even though he fell short, we're still going to love him anyway. (laughs) We're going to love him anyway. (laughs) And we give thanks for his health because he was a preemie. He said he was ready. He's like, like Leo season. Let me come. Do I know any Leos? I don't know. When is Leo is? What is that? Uh, Leo is the end of July and most of August. I feel like I don't. You don't know any Leos? Oh, now off the top of my head. I know quite a few Leos. Good sex. Good oh, sex. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some good sex out of a Leo. Probably can't have a relationship. Yeah, yeah. I think I might do good in a relationship with a Leo only because Leos need to constantly be like reassured of themselves and made to feel good. Mm-hmm. And I'm a natural complimenter, so Ooh. I feel like I would probably do well with one of them. But they're a little too inconsistent for me. So, <laughs> Love the consistency. I get it. Listen, I get it. you know me and consistency. Uh, yeah. So I I went through a lot in October. Love and loss. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, went, I went from feeling like I was about to be in something to not being in something. It was like a pretty they much. They lost. Th- th- oh, thank you. <laughs> they're, um. There was a lot of ups and downs in October. I had a whole mm-hmm. life adventure while we were away. Uh, and now we are in November. Mm-hmm. And this is November 6th. And we're only, what, two two weeks away from my birthday? Oh! Listen, the big 3-9. Come on. I'm this getting close. 39. Okay, now. I'm getting close. Knocking on the door of what? 40, baby. Lordy, look who 40. Listen. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm ready to end this year on a high note. The last four months have been a straggle, for real. And I'm ready to just celebrate and have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And 
in the year of the phoenix on a high note so yeah that was me for october right um, what about you? I feel like mine was so low key compared to yours. I don't know if I had a, <laughs> an adventure. My goodness. Oh, I had a lot of great sex too. Come okay. on. I'm okay. sorry. Did we need to elaborate? <laughs> Share with the class. I don't know. I just went back home and wow. Home missed you. Home, home showed you love. Listen, home showed me a lot of love. Gave you the comfort that you needed. Come on. You better know. I'm about to say it, it healed. Come it on. healed. It, it healed. Proving there's more than one way to heal <laughs> on the healing space. Come on. Yes, now. Did you come back to us empty? Well, you know, for, <laughs> for me, that's almost impossible. But yeah. <laughs> Fill back up pretty quick. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Misfits. <laughs> that was, Shut that up. was a hint to somebody. Shut I don't know. Up. Hope you got it. <laughs> Hope you caught it. Indeed. Anyway, Hope you caught moving. it so you can catch it. Ha ha. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm not going to play with you. So Somebody will. Okay, go ahead. Again, a hint. <laughs> I hope you're listening, okay? He's letting you know. Um, My October. <laughs> you did like travel. Was, okay, I was, I was kidding. 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 I think. I did. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, my October it was pretty. I feel like I'm combining my November with my October. Okay, that was it was November. Well, no, it was the end of October. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> the end of October, I went to uh, Birmingham to see family and friends again, and it was so fun. I really miss being around my family. I realized, mm-hmm. and it was like I lowkey felt a little bad because I um because I went for the Magic City Classic, which is um a football game, Alabama State, Alabama A and M. It's this big thing, and it's like the whole city kind of comes out for it yeah it comes out for it really it's and i think it's such i think it's the busy, the biggest classic i think because it's like a lot of the people from those schools are from birmingham i have some kind of connection to birmingham so i think that's why it's bigger than a lot of other ones or whatever right so yeah i went there for that how my friend karina um but no i saw um i have family that lives in atlanta and so they went over there too because they always come back to hang out or whatever because they're from birmingham and so then I saw them. I was like picking up their daughter to take her with our elder family for something. They were like, "Oh, hey, what are you doing in town?" Blah blah blah. blah. We were catching up, whatever. They were like, "Okay, so what are you doing now?" And I was like, "Oh, well, I'm in Macon, whatever, whatever." And they were like, "How long have you been in Macon?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Um, well, about a year now, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit over a year." And then I felt bad. I was like, "I think sometimes you tell one family member something, or you just assume everybody else knows, right. so that it's past." Over a year, I right. thought somehow it would have gotten to right. you. I've been in Birmingham a few times, seeing your your brother. I thought your brother would have, would have said, said something at some point. Not so much. D- not so much. <laughs> so I felt a little bit bad, but I was like, so we'll just definitely have to make sure we do like keep in touch a bit more. So yeah. I guess we both had some experiences kind of bringing us closer to our family, right? And right. I I also realized how much I miss. So I think just having like relatives kind of close by because I do mm-hmm. have family in Atlanta, but we're not the closest kind yeah. of a thing. So that's me too. So it's like. We cool. Right. But we not like, hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, <laughs> like they'll be there for me in like a pinch if I really needed something. Absolutely. But it's not like. That's me too. What y'all cooking tonight? You know? Yeah. Like, look what you, what you doing? Yeah. So it's not that. Right. Which part of me wishes it was, but I also don't know like if we need to form that relationship at this stage in the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But that was that. Um, I mainly have just been like working. My sleep schedule has been a little bit crazy. Um, got a couple of projects I'm working on. Mm, come on, projects. Pro- yeah, plural, yeah, right? Yeah, 2019 is gonna be. I'm claiming it already. Some things, y'all, y'all gonna see something. Come on, some things. Come on. Yes. You want to be so, stand up on this chair? Okay, hey, don't. 
Yes, I like that confidence. Oh, indeed. I I think October, I realized, I'm like, I have to create. Yes. Like, have to. Like, something needs to be made. So, some things will be made. Come on. So, there we go. Um, Number one supporter right here. uh, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So, um, So, maybe, did I write... In October, maybe I wrote two short films in October. They need some work. Wow. They need, they need some. They need some work now. now let's that's not... even news for me. Oh, so maybe it was October then. So there you go. Wow. No, they need work now. Let's not get too excited <laughs> now. That's not. <laughs> Wait, but you began the process. Uh-huh. Come it on. Did. Writing on. is rewriting, and the rewriting is what I hate. Hello. I was like this student in school to write an essay, and I like I kind of rewrite as I go, but I never read the whole thing over when I finished. <laughs> <laughs> but I always had good grades, so it was like my process works for me. I can't quite do that with this. I kind of need to <laughs> go yeah. back over it. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Just a so little. I'm finally learning that now. I guess. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing for me. And this is the beginning of November, but that's fine. It's still the catch up. Mm-hmm. I finally finished working an overnight shift. Come on. Listen. I'm so excited. Listen. I'm going to be working during the daytime like a normal person. Yes. I'm going to be in my bed yeah. <laughs> by 8 p.m. every night. Do you hear me? The fact that he keeps talking about this more than anything, mind you. Listen. He finally gets to work like a normal person. The only thing he talks about is being in bed. No, 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 no. Really, I'm going to definitely do a lot more writing. I've like been really like praying and asking like for this shift. So I'm mm. like, that means I have to be diligent and obedient to writing in the evening. Yeah. Now, I'm still getting my ass in the bed. Let's not... Let's Right. It's like you're crazy. It's not, <laughs> I'm not gonna be like out thotting and bopping all every night. No. Right. But I definitely will gonna be doing more writing. And I'm excited to be like working like a normal person. Listen. I'm not really looking, you know, too forward to being up at six or whatever in the morning. Mm, however, comma. Welcome. <laughs> however, comma, I do appreciate being off earlier. Yes. So, Speak. So that part. Speak. So that part. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my October pretty Especially, lucky but wait wait happening. until the spring comes back and you getting off and it's still sunny outside mm. I just I pray I don't, this is not gonna happen but like a 6 to 2 shift is like heaven to me wow 6 to 2 I love that wow I love that I've been saying that now that now that time has gone back mm-hmm. I feel like I wanna start going in at 7 and getting off at 3 go ahead like, I feel like I yeah bless yeah. yourself but, <laughs> yes bless yourself <laughs> Just like you have the whole day. And it's so weird because it's like like my overnight schedule, I can never like feel like I got enough sleep. It was always crazy. And even though when I work like a crazy shift, like six to two or whatever, I'll, I might take a nap when I get off and I might be up half the night, but I'm not like exhausted right. either during the day. For whatever reason, it works. Yeah. It just yeah. Works. Come on. Okay. So, yes. We had some stuff going on. We did. Some I was about to. Coming s- up. Listen, yeah. I was about to get into that, but then I would say that kind of defeats the purpose of our final show of the year. So I was like, let me stop talking about things I got coming up. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not delving too much now. That's fine. Um, I was about to go in. I was like, yes, I plan to do this for 2019. I was like, are oh, we not there yet? We're not there we'll yet. save the revolution. Okay. Listen, listen. We need to go back and listen to yeah. the last yeah. episode of last year yeah, and see what we too. lived up to. I got a job, so that's a big thing that I said. And we thank him. Listen. Ha Listen. Hey, hey. Even though that thing is a try of my spirit, but yes. The bills are paid. Hello, R. So, oh well, bills were paid even before I had the job, but yeah. Like that, excuse me. But I don't have to worry about where the money's coming from. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The consistency. Hello, and who loves it more than me? There we go. There it is. Come on, (laughs) come on. I cannot consistency. 
Ooh, I went off for a minute. Okay. Right, so, I said, what I need from you is understanding, but they don't say consistency in that song. I don't think. Right. So. Consistency <laughs> would fit in a Mariah Carey song somewhere. That's a Mariah Carey word. <laughs> yes, consistency is Mariah. It is. It is. You know what fit? It probably is a song with it in there. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I'm sure. Pick it up. Have you listened to her new songs? No. Oh, okay. That's, ironically, <laughs> one of the latest single is like a no-no. Really? Mm-hmm. See. It's like a crush on you. Um. Uh. Beat sample, whatever. Okay. So maybe I see. I told you. It's, well, you it's, it's like been since butterfly so since fine. I right. But she waited a long time to be that person. So I know she's never going back because <laughs> she waited a long time to finally get to be the person that she is now. She felt like she was kind of chained when she had to be the Mariah I liked. But for me, Butterfly was the great balance. Mm-hmm. Butterfly was her stepping into her ratch while also still being pop. If she could, so you didn't just, like Emancipation. No. No, 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 okay, okay, okay. no, 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 okay, okay. no, no, no. She got emancipated real long after the fact, though. Like, she was ratched before that. But you get emancipated from it. Like, you got everything you wanted. Emancipated from Nick Cannon? I don't know. But anyway. That's prior to Nick Cannon. It was pr- Emancipation was prior to Nick Cannon? Or either they were just dating or something. It's Emancipation really? was a long time ago. <laughs> Listen, my word to you when I say I stopped caring after I Butterfly. I see. <laughs> I see. All I see her do is just come out and fluctuate and wait, and she's the queen of Christmas. So is that didn't help with the fluctuating of weight? Like I don't know. That's not what I meant. I'm sorry. No connection. But I guess this is the holiday season we're getting into, so people do eat a lot. Yeah. You know. But no, no matter what she was, thick, skinny, she's still beautiful. So yeah, absolutely. Um, And ooh, and she's the perfect person for our podcast because, of course, you know she's talked about. Her battles when it comes to mental illness mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, I would love to have her on the show one day. Yes, come on, Ryan. That would be an interesting conversation because she seems like she's always here for the shade. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's always on. Yes, she's always on. And I don't. His. I will let you handle that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> if we talk about talking with people who have been honest about their mental illness, I think I'd exchange her out for Jennifer Lewis. That's an episode. Turn the mic down. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a loud episode. Listen, somebody who somebody who projects more than me. Listen, (laughs) we be looking at the 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 laptop screen. I think we talked about this before. I don't know who's louder, her or Loretta Devine. I feel like Loretta is just like. I feel like. Or maybe Loretta's just loud when she's acting. Yeah, I feel like in real life she's like a lot. She's a lot more. She is. She is. I'm going back and watch the Carmichael show, and I'm like, ma'am. Did it say in the stage direct? Oh, not you know. I'm saying the action, whatever. Yeah. Like, yell this line yes. or yell all of your lines. Is that part of the character? Why are you screaming right now? He's he's as far as we are from each other right now. Right. So where they are? <laughs> or maybe she's thinking of like theater. I guess she has a theater background. She is. But yeah. And, like and that's where I was trained ago. in. So that's the reason why I'm like, listen, I have to project. But she's been on TV long enough to know to dial it back. <laughs> to, t- to dial it back. So, <laughs> We're going to attribute that to the writers. They told her to, to yell. To dial it up a little bit? Okay. A little. Okay. And, and, and that's the word? A little? No, I'm asking you. Was you, you thinking know what? a little? I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what I wanted to talk to you about as we make our way into my, uh, my conversation with Alex, mm-hmm. uh, because this is election day. Election day. I wanted to talk to you a little bit, just briefly, okay. um, about politics. Okay. One of the main things I wanted to talk to you about, or the main thing, honestly, because we don't have to go too deep, but I wanted to broach this topic with you uh, about how, especially in our community, how people, 
And now this is my word. I won't say that it's yours. I believe people shame you into voting. Now me, I'm somebody who believes that voting is important. However, I also believe that it should be up to the person. I believe if the person doesn't vote, then you shouldn't shame them because of it. You shouldn't mm-hmm. make them feel bad. You shouldn't make it feel like our entire country yes. is based off of their one vote. Mm-hmm. You know, And true, every vote matters. Yes. It does. However, I, I think it's scary when we start to get once again back into the 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 society of groupthink. Mm-hmm. This is the way I want to move, so you should move this way mm-hmm. as well. And it's a very dangerous line yeah. as far as saying it's important to vote and then being like, if you don't vote, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's it's a very yeah. a very dangerous line. So how do you feel? Oh, several things. <laughs> I should have been like trying to announce some notes. Um so I think that with it being a right makes it a choice and, and Come people on. don't get that. It's like I have now I have the option to vote if yes. I so choose to. Because it's like we know even saying history and you know, people fought and all of these things, that's great. That's amazing and we're thankful for that. But I believe that they did that so we would have the, the option. option. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of times it's fighting just to be, let me just have the option. Right. Because I, I I I have a hard time believing every single person who fought whether it was women fighting or black people fighting, whatever, for the right of whatever, gay people to right to marriage, whatever, it's so that everybody can do that. So yes. now, I, it's like, I want people to be able to if they so choose right. to. But I also think, too, with it, it comes a responsibility that everybody does not take into consideration. Like, some people just blindly vote all the way Republican or blindly mm. vote all the way Democrat, and they don't really look into... Because yes. you know, you're not just voting... Because um, we think so much just about the big thing. Like, we're just voting for president. Right. Which technically doesn't really matter by the popular vote, but... Hello. I don't like that conversation because <laughs> it gets it gets ugly on both sides because most people can't debate. But anyway, come on. So <laughs> that that comment, <laughs> it's, it's the whole shaming and judging and whatever. Yep. I don't care. Yep. So, but it's like you need to know about all the different amendments you're voting on, all the local people that you're voting on, because all those things affect you a bit more or a bit closer, really in ways that we don't even recognize or realize often. Yeah, you know what I'm saying before all of the major things. So I think it's just really being. I, I believe that it is your decision, absolutely. And I believe that when you are voting, you should be knowledgeable about what you're voting on. Right. I get it can be confusing because sometimes it's like, okay, I got to look up all these different things to figure out what this is. And then it might be worded differently when I get in there. Yeah. You know, you, you have to, I think because it's such a big responsibility, you have to take it with that weight yeah. that it carries. It's so important you have to have an educated vote. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just blindly want to do this, that, and the third thing. Because I, they were raised in a democratic family. Exactly. They have to vote. Yes. And yeah. so that's what I don't like. It's like, so you tell me that I have to vote, but then you're also trying to tell me how I Come vote. on. Like, let me, if it's my choice and my option, then let it be that. Hello? Now, again, though, but this should be educated. Don't just say, because right. there are some people who be like, well, I'm just going to vote other because you told me to whatever. Right. Oh, people like write in stupid shit. It's like, yes. then we end up with 45 sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I get it. Because I'd I rather you stay your ass home than going in there and writing like Harabi or whatever right. on the ballot. Let's not, <laughs> let's not play. Because why did you wait in line and waste your time? Why? Why? Exactly. Or was that the last one on the ballot and you were just tired? You had already thought through all the other ones and you right. were like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, I just don't understand that. Yeah. So I think that you should, again, be knowledgeable. You should, you know what I'm saying? It's your decision. And I don't think that you can shame someone for not. Because I... Because we're all in the society, so I feel like we all should have a 
a, a say so or we all should be able to, to discuss or whatever yeah now granted you know if you do get more of a quote-unquote say so if you do actually go participate but i don't think you can completely shut them out of the conversation because people can still make valid points yes whether they chose to, whether they chose to vote or not yeah um two things i'm only gonna remember one i think mm-hmm. i think also though we have to remember that not everyone is able to vote yeah so are you automatically counting out people who have um no committed crimes or whatever and they weren't able to so they automatically have the conversation like, right because that's not fair right i also don't think it's fair that one thing can determine you being able to vote or not for hello? the rest of your life but hello we know why that exists exactly so whole another episode yeah so. <laughs> um there's another thing i was gonna say and i can't remember so no i just ultimately though think it's your choice and you should not be able you should not shame others yeah for, for not it's really just not shaming people for not thinking for thinking differently from you, whether it's voting or not. I even say whether it's not voting or voting differently from you. People Absolutely. just want you to believe what they believe all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm also I feel some kind of way about everyone always talking about how this is the most uh, important yes. election that mm-hmm. we're listen. I don't know if it's because of my age or what, but I'm about to turn 39. And if I can only tell you how many times I've heard somebody say this is the most important election mm-hmm. we'll ever have. Okay. They're gotcha. all important. They're all important. Let's be clear. <laughs> 45 just might be the worst that we've all seen. Right. He's, he's the most outwardly yes. the worst. He's yeah. the most publicly the worst. He is the most clearly unsuited right. for the job. Right. <laughs> you know, but some of these people... It's still, it's been bad, you know? Hello. So I'm like, you know, even though he's bad on a more outward level, as you said, yeah. there have been lots of things that have come to the light that were said behind closed doors to show you just how horrible people have been. Exactly. So I'm like, you know, all of them have been important. Exactly. Or even like certain grants or rights or privileges that we've gotten haven't been because that person was like, OMG, I want to help those people. Right. It's all a power play. Yep. It's all a, yep. I get, they get this. But I'm getting X, Y, Z kind yeah. of a thing. It's it's never as 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 idealistic or as as pristine as we want it to be yeah. or as we like to make it. And I can I can always tell <clears throat> I can always tell when I'm having a conversation with somebody about politics whose mind is open mm-hmm. because they'll be able to find a respectable middle ground. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're somebody, if you're considering yourself a liberal yeah. and our entire conversation is based of you, based off of you only being able to find faults with conservatives yeah. and that's it, then I know that you're not educated when it comes to politics, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I can name off a whole lot of bad decisions that are made by Democrats, yeah. you know, um, Lord, I can just start with, and this is me going a little deep. So if you like this, I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. Not. I got you. Um, but I can just start with our Wasserman Schultz mm-hmm. and the fact that she had way too much power when it came to Hillary running for president mm-hmm. and the fact that she should have stepped down from her position if she was going to be attempting to help Hillary to get votes over Bernie Sanders. Yeah, That right there was something that was dirty when it came to Democrats. Absolutely. I can just name that from the last time that we were you know, attempting to get a president. And then, but there are so many other areas I can go into when it comes to liberals. And of course, when it comes to conservatives all day long. But I was making that point to say the importance of being able to be balanced. Yeah. And I think there's a possibility that um, Alex and I may have even hit on that this situation I was just talking about just now. Um, but it, it irks me when people grow up in a family that raised them in a particular religion or a particular uh, party. And then that's the way they feel like they're supposed to go. Yeah. I'm like, challenge what it is that you've been taught. 
Nothing yeah. saying that once you challenge it and educate yourself, you may not still you may still not be there. Yeah. You can make a decision to still stand where you are, Absolutely. but at least you'll have a good reason why you're still yeah. there instead of just blindly Absolutely. following. You know? Yeah. Because I think it was, um, and it was a few seasons ago. Now I think, um, or it might have been around the last election. It was episode of Blackish, mm-hmm. and I think it was Junior, one of the kids, probably Junior though, was like asking uh, Ruby like different things, like how she like would vote or do whatever. And right. It's like a lot of black people really are conservative. The Republican Party is just oh. out. Very much, or just outwardly racist. Yes. So that's why we. Now I'm not saying go vote Republican. That's not right. Wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Just be be clear on what you're voting on, and Absolutely. be clear on where you stand. And I don't think that you need to have a quote unquote party. Um, a party. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Allegiance. Yeah. Kind of a thing because yeah. it depends on whatever the amendment is. It depends on whatever you know. What I'm saying the issue is you might change one way or the other, and you don't need to feel bad or feel right. torn or because we're all different. So we all, you know, what I'm saying have feelings or opinions about different things based on our experiences, based on what we want and everything yeah. else. And so I remember what I was going to say earlier is I think it's voter apathy is the word. Like people are kind of burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, nobody wants to be told, "Oh, you have to vote. You have to do this. You have to do this." Right. It's like. That's not really motivating me. I think because we, I would like to be optimistic, but I'm not. So I'm right. going to vote. I have not voted. Well, I voted today when y'all were listening. But right. um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't early vote. But, um, you know, I, you just, you know, shit is corrupt. And you know that there's always a chance that something might go bad or they might throw things or do whatever. But I think that, I think your voice still matters. Yeah. So that's why I'm still going to vote because I feel like it, I'm trying to be optimistic enough to hope that, right. you know, there's. My one little thing is gonna balance the scale enough for right. people who voted. You know what I'm saying? The same yeah. way. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like that. And I get a lot of people are like, "Oh, I don't want to" because I feel like it won't do anything. I get that, but I don't think there's any harm in still going. Yeah, I, um, I voted. I early voted, which is my mm-hmm. first time early voting. It was pretty cool. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, go ahead and get out the way. That's what I'm talking about. I voted while I was back home, mm-hmm. and uh, it was my last vote in Maryland. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, now I'm about to change everything over. That's right. I'm going to be Georgia. Uh, but what I thought was so beautiful about it was that either way, I was able to put my vote in for somebody who could end up being the black governor. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool because in Maryland, it's been jealous. Mm-hmm. And of course, down here, Stacey Abrams. Okay. And it's it's cool to think, but I also love the fact that I, I already knew a lot about Ben Jealous. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of research I had to do on his positions on things. Yeah. I was having a conversation with two of my friends, Alex being one of them. When we were talking over food about Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. and I was being very honest with them about the fact that I needed to read up more on her platform, yeah, because I'm one of those people, yeah. I'm not just voting for you because you could be the first black governor of Georgia. Yeah. That's not enough for me. I get that because I could vote for you and then come to find out your ass is like this is all. This I'm not for this. I'm Are you not worse for this. I'm not than for that. whoever the other guy was? Right. Thinking. I'm like black yeah. don't equal right. Let's be real clear. You know. Because there are a lot of black people who are not standing for queer people. Let's be real or clear other about blacks. that. Or other blacks. Or listen. <laughs> to begin. Just, listen. Just, let's just start there. Hello? Not even all the minorities under Right. <laughs> off rip. They're like, oh, let me be the one. Right. Right. So I was like, you know, I need to make sure that I do my research first. No, no it was three of us. I mean, it was three of them. So it was four yeah. of us at dinner. Some of them felt me. Some of them didn't. And yeah, I respect that. it. Because it was still yeah. an intelligent conversation. And mm-hmm. we all respected each other after. But I'm, I'm one of those people. And I would implore everybody yeah. to be that way. Now, Absolutely. that's just me. Yeah. You know, I know everyone won't. But I think it's very important, as uh, BHW and I have been saying, to educate yourself. Absolutely. Don't go to the ballot box and just decide, you know, this person's black, that person's black, this person's black. 
I understand we want everybody black to succeed. Yeah. We do. But let's also know, because when, when Issa made that comment, you can be sure that she's like, okay, I'm still going to know who you are, though. Yeah. Like, Angel's going to be like, you're the black person. All yeah, right, you're some, the one. Yeah, because some people take that to be literally like, oh, right. I'm not rooting for everybody black. I need to, and we, we get that. We understand. Right. That's, what she's, <laughs> that's, that's the understood default. Exactly. We, we got it. But, <laughs> no, I think that's, I feel similarly, because I didn't vote last time. So mm-hmm. what? For the presidential election, whatever, because I was living in Texas at the time. I well, one, I was like, okay, forty-five and Hillary. I was like, clearly this is a joke. I, at first, I was like, this is a joke. I don't even have to register. I'm not wasting my time. Right. As it went on, I was like, okay, y'all in the joke going too long. I'm gonna need y'all to like <laughs> to stop. Like, you know. Then it got close. I was like, oh shit, maybe I need you know run up there. I tried. They didn't let me. It's fine. I, I, I they didn't it. let you because I wasn't registered. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm gonna try though. I'm gonna try. <laughs> But also, though, I was like, I'm living in a state, though, where I'm not knowledgeable, though, about any of the, the state people. or yeah. I was like, I don't really want to stay here. So I feel like everybody might not agree with that, which is fine, though. I was like, I feel like I shouldn't maybe have a say-so in a place where I don't see myself staying. Or, like, whatever they're going to put into place is not going to affect me for long or if yeah. at all because I won't be here. Right, right. So that's why I that's, wasn't. And see, the funny thing is you make a good argument mm-hmm. because some people could say that to me. Yeah. Some people could say you live in Georgia but mm-hmm. you voted in Maryland. Mm-hmm. I have a, of course, I have an argument ready already. Um, my argument would be all of my family's there. Yeah. So my thing is that I was voting in their interest. Mm-hmm. You know, I pray that my friends who I love down here voted in my interest <laughs> when it came to yeah. the election down here. But my whole family's up there. That so I'm sense. like, I want to vote for what can be best for them in my final vote in Maryland, yeah. you know? Uh, so no, but that's a very, very good point. A very good point. And I could see arguments on both yeah. sides. And I definitely get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. Which something I didn't even think of. Yeah. So I was like, but I was like, they probably won't be here that long no way. So. Right. And I, <laughs> I was correct because they left. But anyways. <laughs> but no, I can definitely see your point. But that was just my reasoning. I was like, I'm not going to be here. Or I'm not knowledgeable enough. I don't even want to read up to be honest because I'm like, I'm not going to. It won't influence me or impact me in a way that I feel like is going to be big enough. Right. With me not being here. Yeah. So. So as we prepare to get into this conversation with Alex, I think the most important thing that we're saying is BHW and I do believe that you guys should vote. Mm-hmm. How, however, if you make your own personal decision not to, the healing space is not going to shame you because of it. Yes. I, f- I feel like, I don't know if you're going to piggyback. You don't have to. That's fine. <laughs> BHW is saying, okay, be knowledgeable, educated in all that you do. So mm-hmm. whether you choose to vote or not, be educated and firm in that decision Wait. and not and not even voting why why would you think i wouldn't piggyback on that <laughs> it was, it was a, i felt it was a bit more aggressive than what you had to say yours was a little bit peace and loving I just but that's to... our balance that's it who is, we are so the healing space listen so whether you just if you decide not to vote be confident and knowledgeable about why you're not voting exactly I'm not saying that you have to be able to like debate back and forth, but if somebody were to ask you, right, you can explain it and it makes sense. Yes, don't get in your feelings if they say, "Well, Come why on. didn't you vote?" Just say, "I didn't vote because right. X, Y, Z." Right, and that's my decision. And in turn, and if they try to turn up, there we go. I was then about you to say, "I respect your decision. I did not vote." Hello. So goodbye. And so goodbye. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. No argue because the vote over now. Hello. Ain't no back and forth. <laughs> election done okay okay (laughs) so we're gonna get into this conversation with uh alex and i and we will see you guys on the other side for good news when the economy collapsed in 2007 
Alex found himself homeless and struggling to survive. He then became an intern with the Children's Defense Fund's Freedom Schools program. Alex was then sent to a detention center to help the youth appreciate the value of reading. This experience and the election of President Barack Obama unlocked Alex's passion for education and policy. Determined to help his community of North Philadelphia, Alex ran for committee person and won a seat in 2014. Since that time, he has worked to garner medical benefits for people who do not have insurance, held community meetings on every block within his division, organized block cleanups, and worked alongside Habitat for Humanity to keep vacant lots clean. Mr. Deering has always stood up for his community and has been a tireless advocate and worker for people who seek to change their community. It is his hope to empower his community, especially young people, to take back their city. Welcome to the healing space, Mr. Alex Deering. Thank you so much. I'm really, really happy to be here. You know, I'm like, I'm talking like we don't know each other. What's good, sir? How are you? <laughs> I'm really happy to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm really glad to be here. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of the work that you've been doing on um, social media. And so it's just like, oh, he never invited me. And now that I'm here, it's just like, okay, I'm here now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about politics and love with you. Is that cool? Yeah, that's great. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds like you had some apprehension. The- <laughs> yeah. Get up on this bike, sir. Okay, I am. <laughs> Listen, I tell people all the time, they'll tell you. I'm like, I'm a stickler for that mic. Okay, so the first question. Now, mind you, these are questions I have not shared with Alex, so he's hearing them for the first time, along with all of you misfits. So the first question. How has politics healed you? Ooh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> politics has healed me um, by allowing me to be open about who I am. Um, it was a very difficult path for me to go down um, uh, expressing my sexuality and doing it in places of employment and uh, places that I felt like were professional for me. And uh, politics uh, gave me the, uh, the confidence to actually be um, open and, and live in my truth. Nice, nice. And boy, oh boy. <laughs> Alex and I have been friends for years, many, many years. Yes. And there's a pride I cannot explain that came through me when he contacted me and let him know, let me know that step that he was taking. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, mm-hmm. that took a lot. It did. That took a lot. Mm-hmm. It really did. I'm proud of you. Uh, so my second question is, how has politics hurt you? Mm. uh politics wow okay so i guess i'll be well politics showed me um that one people do not really vote for their best interest people vote for um what they think people are yeah. um, basic characteristics or things that they think connect them to that person. So, I mean, while a person may not necessarily, their policies might not necessarily uh, be for their good. Um, they're like, Oh, this person is from here or this person goes to this church or this person um, lives in this certain space. And so because of that um, I can vote for them. It's never really about their policies 
the other thing too is um the betrayal um you know sometimes um things people do things not necessarily because they don't like you as an individual or not because you're good is because it's just not politically uh good for them to do it it's not in their interest and sometimes people do really bad things um as a means of survival in politics and um sometimes at least people hurt um in the process and so um that those are the two things i think that have really uh been eye-opening for me and um kind of was hurtful um during the campaign that uh, in conversations and the, the beauty of the conversations that we have is that we find a lot of common ground. We also differ on quite a few things as well, mm-hmm. but it always makes for a very intelligent and enlightening conversation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you were just talking about is something that has constantly bothered me when it comes to politics mm-hmm. is that there are a lot of really good people who enter into politics mm-hmm. with amazing intentions, beautiful intentions, you know. But it's almost like you you can't even get if you're starting at one, you can't even get to two if you're not willing to bend, you know, and it's like you you can't keep a straight back when going into politics because it's it's impossible for you to really be able to get anywhere. Yes. And I think that that's always frustrated me because, you and you know, you and I talked about this even yesterday. Yeah. And even with my my strong beliefs, I still know that if I ever desire to go into politics, I would have to bend because it would take a a amazing power that's more than just one person. And a friend of ours was saying that yesterday, it's more than one person to make any real substantial change. So it's just it's just interesting that that's the society we live in. It's as, as old as the country itself and it still hasn't found a way to be shifted. So, but but yeah, it's and so that's just <laughs> Something that kind of I understand is the reality of things. Yeah. Well, the nature but, of our system is is so that it moves slowly. I mean, we need majorities to do certain things. And when you're talking about maybe 450 odd people agreeing on trying to make something happen or disagreeing, uh, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some bending. It's going to take some compromise. It's going to take some blackmail. It's going to take a lot of different things to kind of get a lot of people on the same page to get something done. Um, and so, you know, a bending is something that you have to do when you're trying to uh, influence majorities. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. That's why I'm always a misfit. <laughs> it's supposed to be balanced. I understand that now. I understand. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here so badly mm-hmm. is because out of out of many of my friends, I feel like you and I are the prime example of balance more than anything. Oh. Because we, it's it's very much, even though I've always considered myself to be more, well, I guess I would even in this situation consider myself to, more, to be more Malcolm. I guess you would be the Martin of things. Um, but I've always seen the two of us that way, even though I've always been seen more as the Gandhi of the situation. But but it's like we're, or even Xavier and Magneto. Like we, we both have the same goal we're going for. Mm-hmm. We just have two different ways yeah. that we plan to get to it, you know? So that's the reason I've always still respected you because it's like, even though our ideals and what it is we're going after may be a little different, mm-hmm. the goal is still the same. Yeah. You know, we still want to help our people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So the next question that I wanted to ask you is, what do you think are the major issues impacting our country at this very moment? Oh, wow. Um, somebody was just asking me that earlier and um i think that um it it evolves depending on the things uh but i think one is is that 
we have to one stop learn how to stop pointing the finger at other people Mm. um i think that politicians particularly the one that resides in the white house now has Mm -hmm. a very good ability of making um privileged people feel like they are the uh the victim yeah um and that's a tactic that's been used for many years to make people vote against their own interest um you know you go to a person you tell them i mean you know they may be successful in an essence of things but like you know you'll be like no you know you can't find a job because you know this person over there is stopping you from doing it. Um, or, you know, you can't uh, live in the home because, you know, these people over here won't allow you to be in that space. You know, so they make you point the finger at other people when they sh- you should be really pointing the finger at the people who are wielding the power over these types of policies. Um, I think that's one of the biggest issues that we have in the country. Of course, you know, you have your normal ones. I think that uh, health care is a really big issue in this country. I think that a lot of people uh, don't have access to it. Um, And I think that that's something that we need to make sure that a lot of people have access to um, so that we can do a lot more prevention and a lot instead of having to kind of uh, do a lot of care after the person's situation has gotten pretty bad. Um, I think education is a huge issue in this country. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very expensive and a lot of people don't have access to it and are paying um, insurmountable amount of debt back um, after they do receive jobs or are leaving school and can't seem to find a, a job that brings them a, a decent amount of income to actually pay those loans back. Um, healthcare. And then I also think that we really need to, we were talking about resources yesterday. Um, we were having a conversation about uh, black gay men and um, talking about, you know, kind of being poor, living in major cities and how a lot of times people don't recognize the resources that are available to them. Um, and I think that that's another big thing that there needs to be uh, hubs within communities that, that lack major resources to kind of let them know what uh, is available to them and what they have access to. Um, one of the things that I used to always say is just that people I mean, it's, it's one thing to have a whole bunch of resources. But if people don't know about those resources, it's like those resources do not exist. And so um, just making people aware of those things is, is really, really important because um, there's there's no reason why anybody should uh uh, struggle um, in some ways because there are more than enough resources out there to to give people what they need. Nice. I listen. I had a follow up, but I'm like, no. I, first of all, I feel like that answered very well. Um, but it it also made me kind of shift what my next question was going to be. So it was going to be longer. So I'm going to make it shorter just to see what it looks like because I feel like if I would have asked it. In its original form, it would have kind of sounded like what my third question was. Okay. So this next question is, what do you believe makes a liberal? <laughs> a liberal. <laughs> you know, that is such... Uh, and the funny thing is, is that you're the first person that's ever asked me that. So I'm like, I'm really going to have to think of an answer that is... <laughs> Listen, um, that's the goal. <laughs> a liberal. Socially... Um, well, because when I when I look at liberal, um, I look at it socially and I look at it economically. I mean, I don't think a lot of people really recognize that those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, liberal socially is somebody who is um, definitely for uh, rights of everybody, um, and those rights are extended until um, you impede on somebody else's. Um, so when you're talking about uh, uh, homosexuality or race or gender 
or I said homosexuality. You talk about sexuality. I said whatever. Right. When you talk about sexuality, <laughs> race, or gender, um, those things are very important. Um, and you know they're looking to fight for those minority groups that tend to be disenfranchised um, in in the process of policy making. Um, so ultimately, I think a liberal in that aspect is somebody, um, yeah, who is who is concerned about those things and making sure that the little guy socially is not being trampled over. Um, <clears throat> liberal economically um, is something completely different. And, and it's funny because Republicans tend to economically be liberal where they feel like there should be no regulation or there shouldn't be anything that's controlling the economy. We should just allow the economy just to control itself. Um, and I don't think a lot of people really recognize those things. <laughs> Actually, I'm very conservative economically. I feel like the government should control a lot of the factors of our economy and um, make sure that everybody gets a fair shake. Um, so um, when you're talking about liberal, you know, I'm looking at it on on those two fronts. I am very much so a liberal so, uh, socially, mm-hmm. um, especially me coming out being an openly gay candidate um, and really trying to focus on how we break down some of these uh, institutions and some of these belief systems that are holding our country back and, and stopping us from progressing and moving forward. Um, sometimes people can get out of hand. Um, but I mean, ultimately, I think that if a person is really looking to support and help the little guy, I think that I can definitely always support that. Mm-hmm. OK, I, I was going to move on, but you brought up something I wanted to touch on. <laughs> the whole people can get out of hand. Uh, that is that is something that often bothers me in politics mm-hmm. because it's kind of like people are pointing at each other and they're doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like standing in front of a store and you throw a, like a pipe bomb into it. Mm-hmm. And you're judging the person who's doing the exact same thing to the building across from you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you're you're both doing damage, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you when you made that comment, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. But if we could go a little deeper, you know, and what's the 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 best way that I can phrase this? Why do you personally believe, and this is a personal belief, you know, why do you personally believe that so many people find it okay to demonize those who think differently from them when they're pretty much doing the exact same thing, specifically in politics. So we're not, you know, because this could be a very broad question, but in politics, why is it you think that so often, on both sides, mind you, this isn't shaming either, that they feel as though they can point the finger and talk about how wrong someone is when literally it's happening on their side as well? Um, I'm not sure it only happens in politics, but I've always... Oh, well, no, yeah, yeah. it happens across, but yeah. just for this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I... I, and, and, and I diminish, I mean, I break it down to this. I think people have a, a really intense need to be right. I mean, everybody wants to be that guy. It's like, you know what? You're right. Your thought process is right because it gives us a feeling of accomplishment that, mm-hmm. you know, we have evolved to the point where we can actually see things clear, clearly. Unfortunately, um, it has the uh, the ability to, to turn into self-righteousness, right? Where like, I'm always right, you're wrong. And then if we acknowledge that we may be wrong or that our thought process is not necessarily correct, then we have to take responsibility and it makes us feel like there was some sort of a a problem with our quote unquote evolution. And that's very difficult for people to take, especially when you have a very, very big ego. Um, It takes a really, really big person to say, you know what, maybe I wasn't completely right in that 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 moment. And, you know, and this is what I need to do to evolve. And when people accept that wrong, then they have to do the work to change. And a lot of times people don't want to do that. Um, 
So, I mean, when you're talking about politics and you're talking about people's hubris and their ego, um, it takes a, a huge amount of ego to uh, actually run for office to say that I am the person that can fix the problems of however many people that are in this district. I am that individual that has all the answers. It takes a certain amount of ego. And so when you take that ego and you put it into a room of a whole bunch of people that have egos just as big as the next one, it's kind of difficult to get things done at times. Um, it's kind of difficult to come to solutions and compromises. I mean, our politics has become so polarized and people are really trying to get their point across and they want their policies so they can get the the shine for it so they can move up politically. I mean, that's what politics is. It's polis. It's the fight for power um, and when you fight for power people follow people who tend to be right or assert some a sort of uh, confidence um, in their beliefs and in their policies um, and so that's one of the reasons why I mean it, it, it could turn into a, a point in fingers match because people are trying to fight for power they're trying to get their cause uh, to be put into place as far as policy concern and they're and they're trying to rise um, and, and that's really sometimes it, it could be uh, a, a problem um, because at the end of the day, I mean, it's not just about one individual. Um, I think when we were talking about uh, my biography, it's just like it's really important for us to empower the next generation to be better. But sometimes people get so caught up in trying to get their point across that it doesn't become about the next generation. It doesn't become a part of, of the, the larger goal. It becomes them and them trying to prove that they are right. And so, I mean, you know, it's a matter of always checking yourself and doing some self, uh, self, um, what's the word? I mean, you kind of just looking yourself a bit and really figure out why you're doing certain things or why you're fighting for hard, so hard for certain things and really make sure that your heart is in the right place. Mm -hmm. Listen, you didn't play with that answer. You did not come to play with that answer. <laughs> you did not come to play. Like, come on now. He gave me quite a few snippets I could use when promoting. I'm like, okay. I'm here for it. So uh, as we kind of begin our exit out of being specifically on politics and kind of making our transition into love, I want to kind of do it smoothly. So I want to ask this question because we're going to begin with sexuality and flow into the love aspect. What was it like sharing the truth of your sexuality with your constituents? Oh, jeez. I ran in a district of about 60,000 people. It was predominantly African-American, predominantly religious, African-American. Um, my sexuality. I <laughs> Sharing my sexuality with them was actually very much so kind of empowering. I had to become, I had to make myself love it when people were resistant to it. Um, because at first it would, it would make me want to just run away and hide and be like, oh my God, now they're judging me. Now they're going to stereotype me every time I do something, they're going to be like, oh, that's so gay. But after I started to like when people were resistant to it, I was ready for the fight. They would be like, oh, you're gay. Oh yes, I am. And so you want to, do you want to do this? You want to go out of this path? Cause I'm ready. You know, <laughs> I get to enjoy <laughs> I begin to enjoy the debate of sexuality, the debate of religion, the right. debate of all of those things, because, I mean, at the end of the day, it was just like, OK, this is who I am. Um, and, you know, if you're going to attack who I am, I'm ready to defend who I am and show you that that is OK. Um, and it also made me enjoy wanting to show them that, look, your stereotypes don't stand. 
Um, there are different, very, very different aspects of what uh, gay is. And I mean, a lot of times because we see uh, in popular media or in mainstream media, we see this this stereotype of what a gay person is. Um, and one of the things that I was reading one time was like, you know, they were celebrating the fact that dear white people have uh, that character. Uh, that is gay on the show and he's not necessarily a stereotype he's this laid back kind of nerdy type dude kind of quiet but still is gay and confident in his gayness and he's not you know out snapping his finger and twirling you know he's just being him and he just so happens to be gay Um, and that's you know those are the type of characters and the diversity in the LGBTQ community that you know I appreciate and so when I come to the table I'm like you know I'm Alex I'm Alex Deering I'm a gay african-american male um that's in politics and i am confident in my sexuality and you know feel free to question me about it um because i enjoy uh giving those types of responses and answers to whatever questions you have um it just kind of made me feel empowered um made me feel very empowered um and so that's just the way i I dealt with that Mm -hmm. right and it's definitely not a knock towards those who snap and twirl. No. It's just that it's important that it's diverse. Mm-hmm. You know, we show up in many different ways mm-hmm. and that should be shown. Mm-hmm. If we're showing up, we should be seen. It's like African-American people when, you know, they look at the, the black guy and, you know, they see the black guy sagging their pants, standing on the corner using slang. You know, there is a diversity in the culture of African-Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, in any culture, there is diversity. And it's very important that you show the diversity and not just the extremes of what the stereotypes bring. And, yeah. and I'm glad that, you know, I can bring that and show people that it's diverse in our community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So next question, what has love looked like for you since you've garnered more attention as a politician? He's falling out. <laughs> he just fell out in his seat. <laughs> I was just having this conversation with people. Um, being a part of the Victory Fund kind of shot my image across the world, around the world. If you um, could explain what the Victory Fund is. The Victory Fund, well, well, the Victory Institute. So I was chosen um, one out of 12 people to be a fellow with the Victory Institute. Um, the Victory Institute is a LGBTQ organization that really focuses on politics. Uh, last year, they really focused on trying to get uh, minorities um, in the LGBTQ community to run for office. They trained us. They sent me to Seattle. They sent others to Denver, Colorado um, to run for office. Um, when I got that platform, um, they showed they uh, they showed me how to run for office and then they shot my image all across the United States. And it was one of the biggest experiences that I had. It was absolutely cool. And I had an amazing time with it. Um, When that happened, I started to get hit up on social media by so many different types of random men. Like it was crazy. Um, And so like I realized in that process that a lot of them, um, a lot of them weren't necessarily looking to get to know me. They were really infatuated with the image that I was projecting through social media. They wanted the politician. They wanted this guy who, you know, was speaking in front of crowds. They wanted to be uh, Michelle Obama. Um, They wanted to go to events with me. They wanted to see me in suits all the time. They wanted me when I was out with them to always be on shaking hands and talking to people. And when they got to know that I'm really kind of like a homebody, um, I'm a little bit introverted a little bit. Um, I'm kind of a nerd. You know, I'm a little insecure at times, you know, uh, 
they kind of turned them off and they were like, wait, this is not what I signed up for. You know, I mean, looking at Michelle Obama, I looked at the Michelle Obama and Barack Obama story all the time. And Michelle Obama fell in love when Barack Obama was driving a car with a hole in the bottom of it. Like Barack Obama was not this huge, big success yet. He wasn't making all this crazy amount of money he was this guy who had great potential and dreams and believed that he can help make the world a better place and she fell in love with that it wasn't the image that he was projecting she fell in love with him and so you know i think that sometimes people they kind of get that confused people fall in love with people's image and they don't necessarily fall in love with who the person is and that sometimes leaves me in a very very vulnerable state because i I bring somebody in and i'm just like yay yay this person's amazing and then they're like you suck and i'm just like (laughs) oh (laughs) okay and so then i have to move on you know but you know, it's been an interesting path i mean i mean the caliber of man that's 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 come at me um has has changed a lot um and it's it also made me feel more uh empowered uh, made me realize just how attractive i really am and the ability to uh to pull certain types of men yeah mm-hmm. okay so this this question is more so you giving advice but you can absolutely answer it for yourself as well how do you navigate differing political opinions with someone you genuinely love romantically navigate political opinions with someone you love romantically i have learned Mm -hmm. not to debate politics with somebody i'm romantically involved in if we sit on opposite sides of the spectrum gotcha but that has only happened maybe once or twice most of the time I cannot date somebody who is not necessarily on the same political side as me. Policies has become so polarized that, I mean, like, if they are a Republican and they subscribe to that, like, it's very difficult for me to to date them. Like, I mean, I could not uh, confidently date somebody who uh, was against Dr. Ford and was for Kavanaugh's appointment. Like, I don't know if I can confidently date somebody who celebrates Donald Trump and the Republicans at this moment in history. Um, I, I don't know if I could do that. So it, it's not something that happens to me very often. Um, the one time it did happen to me where I dated somebody who may, be, may have been economically liberal um, and was more on the side of business, uh, we would have maybe small discussions about it, but um, we really didn't talk about it too much because, I mean, a lot of times you're not going to try to pull somebody into a more liberal space, uh, especially through communication or something like that. So, as you know, you kind of have to show them they have to see the fruits of uh, the results uh, of their policy beliefs. Um, so romantically, I try to veer away from those types of conversations. Um even though they do come up at times if we're watching something politically together. Uh, but yeah, I try to stay away from politics and my personal relationships at times. Mm, that's very real. <laughs> that's very real, Misfits, who are listening. That's very, very real. So, okay, so next question. What does heartbreak look like for you? I'm loving these sounds. <laughs> He's like, mm. well, I This summer in particular, um, I experienced... Um, an extreme heartbreak. I mean, you know, uh, Raven, and it's very interesting that you're asking me this question. Um, 
we had an interesting conversation yesterday about talking about re-traumatization, right? Yes, we did. Um, we were talking about how sometimes you can go through a really uh, bad relationship at one point in your life, heal from that, and then go through the same thing again. You may have forgotten what happened in the initial trauma, but you know those things are again triggered again in the new uh, traumatic experience that you're having. Um, I dated this guy this summer, and I we kind of fell into a deep, passionate. Um, interesting love i'm almost reluctant to say love now um but it was a deep connection that we had and um anyway it did i mean coming off the heels of the campaign i mean the campaign after i lost the, the campaign um i it, it was it was very difficult for me because i had been spending years uh, working up to that point and you know moving to philadelphia um, really switching and changing my whole life, leaving my music career, really diving into politics head first and becoming my life and then running for office and then not winning the campaign. Um, and then this guy, um, I was able to pour all of that into him. I um, was able to run from Philadelphia, travel, go see him, um, constantly deal with him. And he was another one, I think, that was more in love with the image of who I was because after the loss of the campaign, his interest in me began to fade. Mm. Um, I think that a lot of times people feel like they need another individual to kind of validate uh, their insecurities to make them feel like they have this, you know, I have this good job. I'm this amazingly attractive man. And now I have this cute young politician guy who is on his way. It kind of completes their like their vision of what they think their life should be like. And when you don't necessarily complete that picture for them anymore, they lose interest in you. Now you become boring. Um, so that happened between me and him and it started to become a very toxic situation. And, um, I saw myself begin to spiral, um, so much so that I contemplated suicide. At one point I was calling suicide hotlines. Um, I was, uh, going through a lot of emotional issues and not necessarily dealing with my own life, just really trying to make this person love me and me constantly trying to change to make this person happy. Um, and it made me realize that at that moment in my life, I really did not love myself because I had gone through that major rejection. I'm going through therapy, really trying to rebuild myself. I'm now in a much better place. Um, but um, at that time, it was really devastating for me. Um, and so, you know, love for me has always been an interesting thing i am a serial dater as you know and i have yes as i know <laughs> I, I i have these wonderful visions of love of marriage of having children you know that's something that i've always wanted to do and i and i do believe that i, I can achieve that um even um even though that a lot of people are damaged i think that i will eventually find the right one for myself um i've just had to you know go through a lot of uh, frogs um, before I can get to my prince. And I'm learning how to navigate through that process a little bit better while protecting myself, but staying open. And I think that's really the goal. I mean, you always have to stay open. You cannot bring past hurts and situations into new situations. You can't make people pay for things that other people have done. And I know it's easier said than done. And I mean, we are going to make mistakes at those times, but the goal is just to make sure that you keep working at it. Um, there's no perfect individual. And I mean, you have to you have to learn how to accept people's flaws like you accept your own and 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 that's really what the the, the deal is it's so easy for me to just go to the next question because half the things that will be my response you said already i'm like yes yeah, speak speak <laughs> all the things i would say absolutely okay so what does it look like to have your heart 
healed. Hey, I'm experiencing that now. Mm, speak. I am. Um, I told you this happened maybe uh, about two or three months ago. Um, and so I'm going through the healing process now. Um, one, I am noticing that I begin to um, sing again mm. um, and fall in love with the things that I used to love before. Um, I really didn't listen to a lot of music. I really didn't do a lot of underground stuff. Um, that's music has always been something that I've loved. And, you know, that was my first career. Um, and I find myself listening to a lot of different music again. I'm, 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 I'm listening to the instruments. I'm beginning to love the things I used to love before and be able to do them on my own and be happy about it. Um, two, when I think about the person, I'm not breaking down and crying. Um, it was a lot. I could be walking outside and a thought about him or something would bring that person back into my mind. And it was just, I would just break down. Like it was, it, it was, it was very intense too. I also tried to use other men to fill that space. Mm. Um, so as soon as I broke up with the guy, I mean, one of the things I do do, and this is really personal is I use sex as a way to move on. Listen, this is the healing space. Thank you for that. That's real. This is the healing space. Yeah. So immediately I go having sex with a number of, I'll call it my hoe phase. I'll go through a hoe phase and I'll start to put men and let men fill spaces that that guy filled for me. So yeah. I have a man that I like to have sex with. I have a man that I will constantly talk to and share my emotions with. Then another man would be there to just to have fun and do recreational things with. And all of these men that will be around me will all fulfill something that I felt like I lost with that other man. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things I had to do was slowly figure out how to fulfill that for myself mm -hmm. and then let go of the guy that I was taking advantage of and using. Mm -hmm. Um to uh, fulfill that for me because that's another thing hurt people tend to hurt others Absolutely. and one of those men a couple of those men really liked me and really wanted a future with me and but in my mind i was calling myself doing me you know i really wasn't looking for a relationship and that was hurting and damaging other people because i did not see a future with them and so one of the things i had to take a real look at myself and say am i with this person because i actually like them or am I with them because I'm receiving something from them and I'm being a leech? Mm. Um, and even Ooh. though I wasn't coming from a bad place, even though it's never been my intention to use and take advantage of people in that moment, I was because I was hurt and I was using them to heal um, at their disadvantage. And so, um, yeah, that was another thing. Letting go of the men that I was taking advantage of to heal from somebody that damaged me um, also showed me that I was beginning to heal a lot better. And then, too, like I told you, I've been celibate for the past month and a half, which has been absolutely interesting for me to say. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so sure. Every time you say it, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and don't and not that i'm some sort of a hoe a thought out here in no, these streets yeah. at all i mean although i don't sex shame if that's something that defeat if you like by sex, all means do you as right. long as you're being safe Absolutely. um but i'm a hopeless romantic and so like um and like i was telling them sex is an emotional expression for me yeah and so um you know, I, I mean, I've been celibate and I've just really been searching for love. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm here in Atlanta right now was an attempt to search for love. Um, and it was an interesting um, situation. And unfortunately, it wasn't necessarily successful. I mean, like I said, I'm still open mm -hmm. and I'm always ready. I mean, I'm single right now and I'm definitely searching for love. 
Mm-hmm. Child, if this wasn't the, the, the best time for what I'm about to say next, like, okay, so if people want to be able to walk with you on social media, <laughs> some other perfect time, like, you set that up beautifully. If they want to walk with you on social media, where will they find you? Um, so I'm on Instagram. Um, it's uh, Alex V. Jason. Um, A L E X. V J A S O N. It's always Alex versus Jason. Um, that's that's what that is. Mm-hmm. And then um, on Facebook, it's Alex Deering A L E X D as in dog E E R I N G. You can find me there. I tend to pretty much add everybody if you don't look creepy. Um, <laughs> and then too, like I really don't like people to send me a whole bunch of messages. If I tell you I'm not interested, I wish you would just accept that. So, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> You're more than like a true Virgo. You hear me? <laughs> but follow me. Hit me up. I'm an open guy. I'm pretty fun. I love to have fun and do crazy things. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Is there a website where they can find you as well? Not now. So I took down the political website because we're still trying to figure out what my next move is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a downtime for me. And um, I've really been taking this time to travel and um, really get back to myself, going through this whole healing process um, and experience my friends and kind of some of the fruits of my labor. I built a national presence. So a lot of these people, I'm now going to different cities and meeting them and spending actual time with them. Um, we, did, we did that actually yesterday uh, mm-hmm. with Raven. Um, with a new friend that I'm bringing into my life and so um, this time I'm just really trying to figure out what I want to do next there might be another run coming down the pipeline Um, and so we'll see Mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun yesterday I enjoyed meeting those new friends yes that was a lot of fun so uh, I have known this dude for well over a decade and I am so proud of your journey being able to watch it as a friend has been beautiful and I pray for nothing but the best for you. Thank you so much for being on The Healing Space. I love you too, Raven. <laughs> I do. All right, guys. We'll be back with good news. And now it is time for good news. Good news. Yes. Come on. Let it be a regular thing. Indeed. <laughs> Maybe I'll sing it a different way every time. Right. What, what was that? Was that jazz? Was that, get, that was jazz. To get you scatting a little bit. Come on. I almost attempted, but I don't really. You give me a demonstration of a scat. Yep. Scat for me. Scat nope. For people. I no, almost did it too. On, and the fact that I almost people. did it. Come on, come on. No. No, 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 no. Come on, from here. Yes. Yes. I almost joined in because you did that. I was like, if you're just willing to put yourself out there, let me go ahead and do it too. Come on. Come on. Baba, why, why. Aha, come on. No, that was not scatting. Come that on. Was not, no, that was joking. Yes, was, it don't mean a thing. Come on. If you ain't got that swing, come on. Talk no, about it. <laughs> no. You think you slick. <laughs> oh, yes. Anyway, sir, what is your good news? <laughs> my good news, which I kind of forgot about when I was discussing my October, because it was. Technically October, technically November, it worked in both, in both. <laughs> but it also helped me out because I didn't have any other good news aside from my new job for real. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so I got to meet one of my online buddies. You did. We've been friends. We met on Tumblr back in like 2011, mm-hmm. 12. A long time ago. I'm saying, mm-hmm, like, I, I know right? more than you do. Right? So, yeah, we met on Tumblr. Um, and we finally got to meet in person. Yeah. Because we came to Atlanta. <laughs> 
And he played a part in how you and I met. Yeah, uh, d- talk about it. <laughs> the man is Damon Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, indeed. So, yes, he definitely, um, which I think we've discussed probably several times now at this point on here. But uh, Damon and I met online on Tumblr. And then years later, like what, 2014, 15, I don't know. Mm, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, there was a poem that you wrote yes. for each other project. Mm-hmm. They were a tandem. I tandem, think that was. yep. That was <laughs> the project. Yes. And Damone uh, said it or wrote spoke it. Spoke it. it. There yeah. we go. I was like, what is the word <laughs> So I wrote it. He spoke it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. For the video. Yes. And that's how I met you. Look at God. Indeed. And we've had each other project on here. So look at, just all full circle. But I finally got to meet Damone. <laughs> And that was fun. That was cute. It was cute. And Damon will also be on the podcast. Indeed. And uh, this month, not once, but twice. But twice, ladies Listen. and gentlemen. So that's how good that get your mind right, was. okay? <laughs> you might not like what we have to say, but you're going to enjoy the episode. Hello. There we go. I like how you put that. Yes. I like how you put that. I try. You know, sometimes, I try. You, sometimes you gotta force it down. Oh, oh well, okay. then. Okay. What is your good news? Is that, <laughs> that's, oh, that's good news for somebody. I don't know. Hello? Indeed. These hints. You've been giving y'all an episode. <laughs> telling y'all. Don't know who needs it's to be no, listening. It's November. Listen. I guess. It's not that November. Are you participating? Hell no. Let's be real clear. Why before, aren't you participating? Before we went on our hiatus, before we chilled out for a little while. I had just done the 21 day semen yeah, retention challenge. Right. It's Listen, 30 days, I think. In 30. November. And not during my birthday month. You better get out my face. Okay. I'm releasing not during my birthday month. We're going to be real clear about that. The whole month? Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> you know. I support it. I'm living through you. In a perfect world, it would be all my perfect mom. world. <laughs> I get to wake up to it every month. I mean, every day, but I'm not in that world. In yet. a perfect world, you right. In a perfect okay, world, like let us. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the tea. Let me. Okay. That'll be a new segment for the show. It'll be called the tea. There we go. It's not. It's not gonna be. Okay. But okay. <laughs> so anyway. I didn't really have me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to be shady. There we okay, okay. Growth, maybe. Look, maybe. Hey, it's the second season. <laughs> I'll second say it season, there's growth. There we go. Okay, that works for me. That's the growth. That works for me, right? <laughs> me learning when and where to say certain things because everybody don't know. Come on, everybody I, does not know. Real quick, mm-hmm. I'm not forgetting about your good news. But during the <laughs> hiatus, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I should delete my Twitter because I don't want y'all looking back. <laughs> I'm really not apologizing. <laughs> not not excusing what I've said, but I feel like there has to be room to grow, and I want this to be a whole conversation. Right. Because it can be, but it's like, I don't want y'all trying to cancel me for what I said in 2012, <laughs> in 2022. Like, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> excuse me? Listen. Here's the here's the beauty of Scorpio. Cancel us. And and I when I tell you, you can ask any select. Drake ain't worried about nobody. People be trying to cancel him all the time. Oh. He's still here. He's still Same acting. thing with Diddy. Yes. P- people didn't had the issues with Diddy in the past. He's just fine. I'm gonna come Is back. I think I knew that. I think Janae told me that. Julia Roberts and vanished on people for years. Came back like, what's up? Okay. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio don't ever give you a chance to cancel him because <laughs> he's like, I'll make my movie, then bounce again. Like, that's how Scorpios work. Okay. Like, listen, this is how we are. If you're gonna cancel us, we all right. We don't like being in spotlight. No way. I don't either. However, I might want to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the important thing. Okay. 
You don't have to like me. Just watch my show Wednesday nights at 10 or whatever. You know listen, what I'm saying? Like, listen, I don't care. I honestly <laughs> feel like you're going to have people who are going to support you because your work is good. <laughs> Speak a word. Speak a word. When your work is when your work is good, or if you just speak to the masses and they're mindless, you can go really far. And we know people who speak to the masses and their work is trash. So you're good news. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, (laughs) We're not gonna do this. We're not gonna do this. So my good news is that I'm officially restarting my book club. Come on. Listen. Reading is fundamental. Mm Mm-hmm. Fun. You hear fun in there? There It is fun. Mm -hmm. I have not read. You heard mental in there too. Come on, fit it in to the podcast. (laughs) Come on. The Storytellers Book Club started back in 2012, a little after I ended my open mic of the same name. Shout out to the Storytellers episode that we had back in September, celebrating the anniversary. Yes. Um, It existed mostly on Facebook as a group. We read everything from The Prophet to The Power of Now to The Four Agreements and a whole lot more. For the month of December, we're going to be reading The Art of Being Present, Mindfulness Meditation for Work and Life by Edie Raphael, PhD, who was also my sensei and taught me a good amount of what I know when it comes to yoga. Uh, I'm excited about reading this book because it focuses on 52 weekly reflections on the practice, benefits, and philosophy of meditation. Okay. So the reason why we're starting in December is because I want to give everybody an opportunity to buy the book. That now, part. I have my copy already. <laughs> hey, that part, you don't announce the book. Oh, the book club is starting today. Right. <laughs> I used to hate that. Or you be in, like, school sometimes, and, you know, they give you the list of books at right. the beginning. But you're like, I can't wait or whatever. Like, okay, next week. Right. <laughs> Amazon don't move that fast. Wait a if minute. you got Prime, it does. It does now. <laughs> Speak. Does now. You better share. Amazon you better let them know. Prime. <laughs> now, you know, Amazon Prime money. Okay. That part. But yes, it starts in December, your book club. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Giving everybody a chance to purchase it. I'll make sure that I mention it on every episode leading up to then. That part. So everybody can stay aware and I hope that you join me. So I join think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Definitely. It is fundamental, fundamental. Yeah. Yeah. You felt, you felt the, it was right there. It was right. right there. It didn't I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I caught myself. I caught myself. Everybody's got a signature, but I gotta learn with some new ones. It's fine. Why? It's your signature. It's fine. Okay. If you say so. I mean, I'm gonna end up saying it, even if you don't. Whatever. (laughs) So if people want to walk with you on social media. Same thing. They can walk with me (laughs) on Twitter and on Instagram at just call me Otis. Where can they walk with you? (laughs) They can walk with me at Scorpiogi across all platforms. Mm -hmm. You can listen to the podcast on I'm sorry. I like because I think we normally say where you can walk with the podcast as well. That's why I like I had a brief oh, part, yeah, but, but it's fine. <laughs> you can listen to the podcast on these platforms: uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Overcast, Stitcher. Always go to teachespodcast.com if that's easiest for you, and listen to all episodes there. Mm-hmm. We did a whole year. Yeah, and we celebrated a whole year every week for that anniversary. Indeed, so we if did. There's anything you missed for the year, you can go back. Yeah. Anything you miss as we go into year two, you can always go back. Anything you want to re-listen to, you can always go back. Make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, share. We appreciate it. Yeah, comment. Talk please, to us. Please do. Talk to us. We We're enjoy that. scary. We also give you guys shout outs too. We we'll do. like go on Apple Podcasts and all that yes. stuff. Read the comments. SoundCloud. Well, we can't shout you out if you don't comment. Hello? Talk about it. We can't shout, shout you out if we didn't know you shared. 
Now, if you want to interact with us a lot, mm-hmm. you can go, first of all, to underscore THS podcast on Twitter. Yes. Because that's BHW's home. Understand. Yes. So Hashtag let's get healed. Hashtag THS podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You can still use hashtag a year of healing. You can. Definitely. Because yes. we're going to still be checking it out because it's still within. The Listen. Year. <laughs> we're not to year two yet. We're in year two, but we're not at the year two celebration. Come on. Yes. And then also, if you want to look at pretty pictures. You can go to THS Podcast on Instagram. Indeed, you can. I don't know where that was going. <laughs> it's like, okay, he got another Instagram. Okay. That's a private. Okay. And we're not private. I'm so done with you. No, those are on other accounts. Oh. But we're about to uh, <laughs> we're about to start up our first um, Instagram channel yes. with THS Podcast. Check to let out. you guys interact with us a little bit more, so check we'll be letting you know when that starts up. Check, check me out. Uh, Sorry, I don't know why that sounded like an early '90s song for some reason. Yeah, it was like literally a Moesha. So I don't know why that popped in my head. <laughs> yeah. So it's mid '90s, late '90s. That was like late '90s, wasn't it, Moesha? Yeah, '96 2001, I think. Come on, know the years. Know the years. Maybe something like that. It's a, Good enough. Hey. I couldn't have told you but none so, of them. Me and my friend Thomas, we can tell you every black show probably. Wow. We need to have Thomas back on the show. We got to have that bitch back on. No, I'm playing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's all love. It's all love. You These are jokes. A, These are you jokes. We yes. gay old time. We did. Yes. We did. We got to bring that fool back. Mm-hmm. We do. Also, um, Joseph. Yeah. I'm about to, you better read my mind. We gotta have Come on. Mind. You better read it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. We have a lot of people. We have to go back yes. and make sure we look over our last live okay. where they were telling us about all of the episodes they'd yes. like for us to see. Yes, yes. Yeah. They're coming. Indeed. Indeed. So with that being said, we're gonna go. We thank you guys so much for listening. We are happy to be back. We are we're we're happy excited. to be black. Uh-huh. <laughs> We'll be right black every week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And queer. Every Tuesday. Listen. <laughs> Every third Thursday this month it will be the fifth or the fourth. The fifth. No, the fifth Thursday. Let's be the live. Come on. We, we're not forgetting about it. Right. It's still coming. And different things. So it's it'll a be a lot happening. In okay. A it'll lot be the, happening. So the live will be the last Thursday, Thursday of this month. Mm-hmm. There are five. Yes. So we will not be the third. The fourth will be Thanksgiving if you participate. If you don't. Right. But it's the holiday. Don't be here. <laughs> so we won't be live. <laughs> So we will see you guys next week. We love you all. And until then, namaste.